Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I've got a word on, on God's love here um, that I want to share with you. Um, in Matthew 22, 37. Matthew 22, 37. So this is a pretty interesting question. It's been asked to Jesus, the Son of God, what is the greatest commandment in the Old Testament? And Jesus answers and says very familiar words to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And then he adds in there um, the, the second commandment, the second thing to do is this love the Lord, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now these, these, this is for us as New Testament believers. And I want to just, you know, some of the hallmarks of our churches has been a, 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 it's been of grace, it's been of love. And I want it to get worse. Yeah? Because I do feel that there's always a tendency to slip back into the law, to slip back into telling people off. And the letter kills. But the spirit, the spirit gives life. And there's no quicker way to destroy a church than to actually start laying the law down. And I know the motive is always there that we want people to be obedient, to be good little Christians. Верни Sadly, it never produces the results that we want. So here we're commanded to love the Lord our God with all our hearts and our souls and our minds and our strength. Now, we all say amen to that and we know that verse to be true. But I want us to get us to the point where our default state is thanking and just praising God and loving God. Когато сме най-отпуснати, най-естествени, най-нормални да сме в тоя 
Where there is no, and I'm not just talking about us guys, I'm talking about our whole churches. That there's so much thanksgiving going up to God that there is really no room for anything else. Negative, the devil. Here in the book of... Uh, Uh, Ephesians chapter 4 it um, talks about let me see Galatians Ephesians um, you got it before me is that verse I used in church last night um, I need to find it I got it I got it, I got it. here it is right now the book of Ephesians was written to Christians And yet Paul had to talk about some some things that were in the church. Verse 29, it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, and that it may benefit those who listen. You know, I've got to analyze if I'm having a conversation with Shagan about anything to do with anything. If someone's listening in, are they going to be benefited by what they're hearing or are they going to be, are they going to be shocked? I recognize that so much of my talking, even with people like Brother Tim and other friends of mine, is not really lifting, building anybody up. We can tend to talk about all the problems in the body of Christ worldwide. And I had a deep feeling in my heart a few days ago. The Lord, the Lord was getting pretty tired with this conversation. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I thought, yeah, here it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. With whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Obviously, you know, all conversations, if they're going the wrong way, the Holy Spirit gets... And then um, they, Paul goes into detail and says, get rid of all bitterness. Rage. Anger. Brawling. Slander. And every form of malice. Look, don't give me no grief about smoking, gambling or drinking. You know, when we've got this out of our churches, we can start working on the minors. I'm serious, it's hypocritical. 
We've got bitterness in our hearts, we're ако, gossiping about people. Specific sins that are mentioned in the Bible. And yet we're beating up people who are, you know, in doing things that are not even mentioned in the Bible. I do put sins in order. And these sins of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander and malice are the worst of them all. And yet we'll get bent out of shape over all of these little minor things that are just we know that so many people come to our churches and someone is, is one of our, our members are ugly to them and rude to them. They condemn them. They have no mercy on anybody and they scare people off. You know, often that person, often that person's only been delivered from smoking for one week, and they want to beat up everyone in the world. And you know, I, I am so sad, sad to say, but you know, we've got way too much Pharisee in us. And the Pharisees just wanted to laden people up. And, and Jesus said, you've got the outside looking absolutely perfect. But, but inside you inside you're full of dead man's bones and I'm not advocating sinning in any shape or form I think smoking ain't good for you I think gambling is a waste of money excessive alcohol drinking is awful but, but here it says in my Bible get rid of in verse 31 it says bitterness and then rage and anger brawling and slander every type of malice now obviously you're not going to have this stuff in your church services but this is you know when we're all sat together in a church we're all looking beautiful and wonderful you know, what I'm saying is, Paul is saying we got to get rid of this out of people at home. At work. With the children. And of course, we have to model it ourselves as pastors. 
Let's be honest, human beings are nasty to each other. You know, you go to a, you know, you just go to any factory or any cafe and you start hearing what's going on and it, 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 You know, kids at school, everyone's tearing at each other. But as Christians, we ought to be radically different. And they should know that I'm a Christian not because of my squeaky clean behavior. But the fact that I can control my temper. I can love those people who are unlovely. And I and uh, I obey these verses. The love, love is coming out of me. Here in John 4, 1 John 4:18, and I First John 4:18. It says there is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who is fear, who fears, is not made perfect in love. And I want to say that in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned and they disobeyed God, the very nature of the devil got into their hearts. And the first manifestation of it was when God showed up, they were frightened. And then it led along into the murders of Cain and, with Cain and Abel, the murders that went on. And ultimately it led to the point when God virtually had to destroy every mankind on the earth by the time he got to know his It said every thought of man was just completely wicked. And that's what we're dealing with out there. That's what people are like. 
И left on their own, under the influence of the devil, people are bitter and ugly to each other. And our job is to release the God, the God's love into, into, the, into the community. And it will be flowing out of our hearts. Amen. I showed this scripture yesterday in the Bulgarian church in the book of Acts. And um, it's in Acts chapter. I lost it here. Uh, folded the page. Um, yeah, it's Acts chapter 8. And it's verse 23. And there's this guy called Simon the Sorcerer who got saved. He got, he got baptized. Uh, but Peter looked at him and said, I see that you are full of bitterness and a captive to sin. И обаче той по едно време пак си продължава по старите методи и Петър застава срещу него и го поглежда и казва, понеже гледам, че си изпълнен с горчевина, с горчива злъч, злъч и си вързан в неправда. По същия начин се случва и с нас, нали? Ние сме повярвали, покаяли сме се, приели сме Божието естество, както и този човек е направил, но сме вързани с горчевина и сме вързани в тази неправда. Това има този страх вътре от нас, този неправилен страх. И това като едно копче, дето дявола го натиска в нас и накара да действаме по определен начин. И затова, понеже казва, че любовта, съвършената любов пропъжда всеки страх, ние трябва да позволим тая любов, съвършената на Бог, да изчисти този страх от нас. Така че хората да не могат да се докоснат, да не могат да обидат по какъвто и ден, да не наздразват, да просто да не стигнем It's interesting that Jesus at certain times almost was insulted people to try and get a reaction out of them. Интересно е как, като наблюдаваме начина по който Исус говореше на хората, някой път дори обидно им говореше, за да може да предизвика реакция в тях. He called the Syrophoenician woman a dog. Той, например, нарече жената от Сарухония, тази дето дойде да го моли да му помогна литенцито и той каза, защо да давам на кучетата, казва това, което принадлежи на хората. И нарече я кучи един вече. Ако аз ви покажа на някой от вас кучета, You probably wouldn't be working for me much. You would probably leave the ministry. Because it's an insult. And yet this woman refused to allow Jesus to throw her. And she said, she said, even the, even the uh, little dogs get the crumbs. And she got, she got a miracle. What if she said you 
So-and-so, Ако се беше обидила и разсърдила, ти какъв yeah. се мислиш бе? Ти ли ще ми викаш But... на мен кучи? You know, I'm interested. You know, when the when the when the rich young ruler came to Jesus. <clears throat> again, Jesus went for him and said, "Give all you've got to the poor." And I think again that was a test that came to this life. He walked away from Jesus before Jesus was even able to say another sentence. And I just feel that we need to get our people to a point where we're unoffendable and our, and our people are unoffendable. And this love of God, focusing on God's love and, and, and the confession of God's love, I believe will flush out. I also believe it's going to release people to love each other because it says to love your neighbor as yourself. Alright, okay, okay. Do you have to pay uh, I probably need to pay my rent, yeah. Okay, um, now, 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 the, 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 the love has other benefits. I've just talked about the love, the benefit of love flushing fear out of us. Which is a major, major benefit. Job said, that which I greatly fear has come on me. If you're frightened of nothing, there's not very little the devil can do to you. But that passage also says that if we obey those two commands, we fulfill the whole of the old covenant. So we're automatically qualified for some of the tremendous promises under the old covenant. Hear this then, for example, Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. If you fully obey the Lord your God and follow his commandments, I give you today the Lord your God who said you high above all the nations on the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. And it goes on to be blessed in the country, blessed in the city, the livestock are blessed. So, 
благословение, които ще дойдат върху тебе в града, в селото, на полето, плодът на отровата ти. Неприятелите ще бъдат прогонени от тебе. Всяко нещо, което се докосне, ще успява. Ние имаме благодат и просперитет. И ще взимат от нас назаемно, ние ще даваме назаемно, няма да взимаме. Глава не опашка. Всичко това е вътре в това да обичаш Господа твоя Бог. И всъщност горчилката, излобата и нещата, които са вътре в сърцата ни, противни на любовта, предизвикват проклятието върху нас. И също с нощи споменах за това как непростителността предизвиква болести, определени болести да дойдат и да развиват в телата ни. Тим дава тази, аз ще дава тази, аз ще дава тази свидетелството на Тим, той снова ще каза едно свидетелство за това нещо. Но той в един момент в живота си имал непростителност към един човек. И тази непростителност го е направил така, че той се е схванал и е станал напълно инвалиден. Не може да върви с два бастуна и два мета. Някои дни не е могъл да стане и да хвани бастуните. Но когато Бог го е повел да прости на този човек, веднага тази боля са махнала. И аз знам, че много болести просто са донесени в нас, в телата ни, свързани. Много от тези болести са като резултат от непростителност. Защото тя разяжда отвътре тая непростителност. И телото не може да издържи на това нещо. И болест започва да го е. Ние знаем, че трябва да прощаваме. Ние знаем, че трябва да прощаваме. Но някой път ни е много трудно да го направим. Само единствено Божията любов, когато дойде в нас, може да причупи тези връзки на непростителност, да може ние да простим на хората. Ти самичък човешкото същество не може да прощаваме. Не може да решиш от днес нататък и ще бъда много добър човек. Единствено Божията любов да прави по-добър човек. И за това се мъчим да повече и повече от Божията любов да влезе в нас и нашите хора да ги водим повече и повече да разбират и да приемат тая любов. Това е една друга върси. Това е това, че ако слушате внимателно на Божията любов, това е това, че това е това, че това е това, че това е това, че това е това. Sorry about that one. Exodus one. Fifteen twenty-six. For I'm the Lord that heals you. 
here again is 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 emphasizing uh, the, the the obedience to the commands of the Old Testament. But Jesus told us if we do those two commands that uh, love the Lord our God with all our heart. So, да обичаш Господ твоя Бог с цялото си сърце, душа и да обичаш ближния както себе си. Тези две заповеди, ако сме изпълнили. Ако сме тези две неща, то целият закон сме изпълнили. Всичко, което е заповядно в Стария Завет, ние сме го изпълнили. Here in Deuteronomy 7 it's, it's something similar. It says this. А тук в Второзаконие 7 се казва подобно нещо. And um, in Deuteronomy 7.9 it says this. Know therefore that the Lord is God and He is the faithful God. Keeping His covenant of love to a thousand generations from those that keep His commandments. Казва, който пази до хиляда поколения завета и милостта от еврейски, значи заветната любов към онези, които го любят и спазват заповедите. Значи тези, които пазят заповедта му и които го обичат всъщност, имат тази завет, да е заветна любов. So here we have loving God is going to help us keep his commandments. Значи обичайки Бог, когато обичаме Бог, той ни помага да изпълняваме заповедта му. Oftentimes we're beating people up for not keeping his commandments. И много често ние се караме на хората, че не изпълняват заповедта на Бога. And it's almost as like the love of God starts evaporating. As we, as, we, as we get into the law and as we get into strife with each other and I'm just trying to get myself I, I'm working on me to get the bitterness out of me and say so if you followed me around Markover and just looked around the bushes at me and, and just sneaked up on me when you know when no one was watching you wouldn't see a sad worried look on my face you'd catch me praising the Lord you'd hear me praying in the spirit and worshiping the Lord and telling God how much I love him and I care for him for many of us our default state is just miserable we just sit there worrying and we sort of we sort of allow the devil to put his disaster movie on our video screen in our mind you know and we're seeing plane crash movies you know yeah and yet, and yet we need to say stop, 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 st
Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Slava na Right next to Deuteronomy 8 is Deuteronomy... Uh, tw- uh, tw- the next verse along is Deuteronomy 8, 18. Which is a real famous verse. And um, I want to just... Uh, directly connect the love of God to wealth. <coughs> it says, Remember the Lord your God for He gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms His covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Now we sometimes talk, preach that verse to say he gives us money so we can confirm the covenant. But you can also read it, he confirms his covenant in us by giving us wealth and the ability to produce wealth. And so as people start praising God, they will attract wealth. You see, you attract what you focus on. If you're full of violence and want to fight everyone, it won't be long before someone comes down the road and you can have a fight. But you know, God, the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of His people. So if you ban all arguing from your house and only praise and worship is allowed <laughs> you will attract angels God, wealth, health everything you, everything's coming really. the Bible says all these blessings shall accompany you. Here is another verse in the book of uh, Proverbs um, chapter uh, Proverbs chapter 8. Specifically talking about the love of God. It says this. Um... It says, well, verse 13, let's look what it says there. It says, uh, to fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. God hates perverse speech. One of the reasons is because he can't bless us when we speak like that. Verse 17 says, I love those who love me. 
And those who seek me, find me. And then he starts talking about money. With me are riches and honor. Enduring wealth and prosperity. You know, we, we want riches. But we want honor with riches. A lot, a lot of people have got riches out there without any honor. Because if you've got your riches through running prostitutes, there is no honor. If you've got, you got your riches through selling drugs, there is no honor. But God will give us wealth and honor. And people can say, I know, I know those people and they got their money honorably. Here in verse 21 it says, bestowing wealth on those that love me. And making their treasuries full. You see, we're working on people's hearts as pastors. When people's hearts start to melt, they start giving financially to the church. And everything we want to do is to, we want to make people's hearts like God's heart. God had such a heart of love that he let his perfect son be mangled in this awful earth and they hung him on a cross and he paid the price for our sins and that's what we're trying to do uh, we're trying to get into ourselves this, this, this letting God's love of, letting God's love pour out of our hearts I've got one more verse from the New Testament which is in John 14 21 Yeah, John 14 I didn't touch you Okay, forgive me for touching your water <laughs> John 14, 21 says this. It says, Whoever has my commands and obeys them, and we know his major command was to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. He is the one that loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will too will love him. And show myself to him. In another translation it says manifest myself to him. You see, so we, we're, we're, we're um, in, uh, motivating our people to sow love to God through their voices. 
saying, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Father God. With all my soul, heart, mind. We're encouraging them when they feel like arguing. Let's start praising. When you feel like saying something ugly, go outside and start praising God. And this love of God, spoken to God, will bring back the manifest, God's presence will come back on us. And it will somehow release us. And if you look at the church across, really, around here, it's poor. The church is poor and broken, miserable. And God isn't really manifesting himself to people. You know, when you're sick and broken, and miserable, there isn't much manifestation of God going on in your life. But we've got to analyze what, you know, because as pastors, we're like spiritual doctors. And someone sits down in front of you, you're a doctor, you've got your white coat on, you've got your little thing around your neck. Someone sits in front of you, you go, what's the matter? You know, I've got this, this symptom, that symptom, another symptom. And, and the doctor goes, well, for this you need that pill, for that you need this pill, and you need to stop doing that. <laughs> but when people sit down in front of you and they're miserable and you know they've been they've been killing each other all week long and they've done really well to drag themselves along to church <laughs> and we need to motivate them to be to throw the exercise love towards God and I want to just emphasize that the, 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 we, we, we want to encourage these uh, we, we want to make sure that the bitterness goes up at a higher level than some of the more obvious physical sins that we see with our eyes. Because let's be honest, that's what the Bible teaches. Uh, it's not good to smoke and ruin your body. And... It's not good to do. These things are wrong. But do you know what I mean? No, 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 no end of beating people up for these things has done any good whatsoever. But I believe when we have our people full of love, we will have a much holier people than we could ever have imagined. 
Сами ще бъдат много по-святи хора, отколкото ние можем да ги направим с каране. И аз съм убеден, че тази Божия любов, когато ние и позволяваме да действа между нас, да бъде в нас, да, изли, да, да се излива един към друг. He's gonna bring tremendous, uh, and Това ще доведе blessings. огромен растеж в църквите ни. Благословения ще се изливат. So I just want to encourage you guys to stop. Keep, you know, check on yourselves for bitterness. Ай, искам да ви насърча. Проверете вътре в себе си, в самите себе си. Проверете дали има горчевина, дали има неща, които трябва да, да се махнат, нали, първо. Check on yourselves for a Pharisee sort of spirit. Дали има фарисейство във вас, че да прикривате вашите, нали, недостатъци, пък да ги налагате на други. And we need to be people who are rich in mercy. И ние трябва да сме хора богати на милост. And uh, we are very, very accepting people. Да сме хора, които приемаме хората, каквито са. Просто ги приемаме. Амин. 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 Амин.